come with me. And you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Again. Hello, listeners and viewers. I'm Aaron White, and I'm here to share with you my review of the film Walka from Warner Brothers Pictures. It stars Timothy Chalamet, Kala Lane, Keegan-Michael Key, Patterson Joseph, Matt Lucas, Matthew Bainton, Sally Hawkins, Rowan Atkinson, Jim Carter, Tom Davis, Olivia Coleman, and Hugh Grant. It is directed by Paul King and written by King and Simon Farnaby, based on the 1964 novel Charlie and the Chocolate Factory by Roald Dahl. Cinematography is by Chung Hoon Chung. It is edited by Mark Everson, and music is by Joby Talbot. It runs 116 minutes and is rated PG for some violence, mild language, and thematic elements. What's it about? The story of how Willy Wonka went from a young adult selling chocolate in a small shop to an eccentric genius known all over the world. So this is a Willy Wonka prequel that effectively feels like Mary Poppins meets Paddington, which frankly is a fantastic formula and one that really appealed to me and my sensibilities. We learn early on about Willie and how he had a wonderful relationship with his mother and how chocolate plays into that. And essentially he is going off into the world wanting to become a successful chocolate salesperson. He wants to create unique, delicious chocolate in honor of his mother in her quote secret recipe. And that's when he feels like he will be able to see her again. Metaphorically, I think, of course, it's the idea that that's going to help reconnect him with this lost relationship that he no longer has in physical form. Once he arrives in England, maybe it's London, I'm not entirely certain, I don't recall, he has to contend with a threesome of established chocolate makers who basically run the city. They, in fact, bribe and pay off in chocolate and candy local officials, such as a police chief played hilariously by Keegan-Michael Key, he really does steal the show in the last apartment, pretty much nonstop gut-busting lines and visual gags. And then also Mr. Bean himself, Rowan Atkinson, who is playing a corrupt priest for the community. One of these members of the chocolate cartel is none other than Mr. Slugworth as well. So we get some backstory on that and helps to give some context to the events of the original film Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Wonka finds himself in a precarious position when he stays at an inn run by a conniving Olivia Coleman and ends up having to team up with a collection of other people who are in the same position as he is, one of which is an orphan girl named Noodle, and the two befriend each other in a unique and special way. The rest of the friend group is a lot of fun, but doesn't have many standout moments. But they do assist and help Willie in overcoming various challenges on his path to becoming this successful chocolatier. He also interacts with an Oompa Loompa named Lofty, played by Hugh Grant. And I gotta tell you, it's nowhere near as cringe as it was in the trailer that we saw for this movie. I was very reluctant when I saw it. I was a little nervous. But luckily, this movie is not filled with tons of Oompa Loompas. It's really mostly just a few scenes with Willie interacting with Lofty 
and they're phenomenal. Hugh Grant, <laughs> he steals the show in one of the Paddington films as well, and he does it here also. He is just too funny, both with his comedic timing and line delivery and also his dancing. You're going to love it. Everybody in the theater was cracking up. It was a great inclusion. It just totally works. So there's no need to worry about this anymore, I don't think. There's a little bit of backstory as to why Lofty is there, and it makes sense, I guess. It, it's a cute relationship that forms. I, I liked it a lot. One thing that they wisely do in this prequel is leave the magic alive. So Willie, when we meet him, has a case full of fascinating materials and interesting things from around the world. And he, of course, is making unique and special chocolates that do things like let people float up into the air. But we never get backstory on why these special bees or liquids that he has become able to procure actually allow him to make chocolate that does the things that it does. And I like that. This is a fantasy story. And we need to believe in that. It's all about imagination and dreaming. So if they tried to get too specific and detailed in showing us exactly how Willie does what he does, it wouldn't be nearly as magical. And so I just am appreciative of that. Chalamet taking over here for Gene Wilder, and I guess Johnny Depp if you want to count that one. I don't. Uh, is serviceable. He's actually pretty good as the titular character. I think it's a mixed bag, though, because as an actor... He works really well, and he admirably pulls off the aloofness and the whimsy of the character who has a very idealistic, good-natured soul. His dancing is even sufficient, but then his singing is, it's not up to par. The thing is that they ADR over almost all of the Timothy Chalamet songs, and so it doesn't sound as natural and as good as some of the other songs that you will hear in musical films. I actually watched this right after seeing The Color Purple, and the difference is just so glaring from having actual musical artists that are singing your songs in real time to what they did in this movie. The songs themselves are fun. They're bouncy, bobbing my head, tapping my feet, humming along, and they do great things to integrate the original score of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory as well. You're no doubt going to leave humming some of those tunes, but Chalamet's singing, it just isn't that good. He doesn't have a very good vocal range, and there's no distinctive quality to his voice whatsoever. So that's a little bit of a detriment. Visually, this is a dream. It looks incredible, as all of Paul King's films typically do, and it makes you hungry for chocolate and reignites that dreamer quality in all of us just a little bit. There are plenty of silly things and gags in the film, some of which work better than others, and... There's also a little bit of a darker tone to this. There's a couple of attempted murders, which I don't know how well they fit with the fun PG structure of this movie. But all in all, it's such a delightful prequel, and it doesn't negatively alter my feelings about the Gene Wilder version whatsoever. In fact, I think that they work really well as companion pieces, and I was inspired to immediately want to come home and revisit Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and kind of imagine for myself what took place between the events of Wonka where we leave off with Timothy Chalamet's version and when we get to the start of the Gene Wilder version that we all love and adore. P.S. Last bit of advice. 
Do not get up right away and leave your seat. You definitely are going to want to sit through the credits of this one. I promise you, it'll be worth it. Wonka will be available in theaters on December 15th and is a perfect Christmas family movie for you to take your family to during the holiday season. Highly, highly recommend. That's it for me in this episode. Hope you're enjoying these reviews. Please feel free to engage in the comments. I love that. I love chatting with you. And if you're listening to this on a podcast app, please rate and review us there. Please like, subscribe, wherever you're at, and share this with your friends, family, and other movie lovers. I'll be back soon, of course, with another review. Until then, keep watching and keep feeling filmed.